Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Show, and I've got my I've got my semi-regular uh, treat in store here for you, a quick conversation with Paul Feinbaum, yeah, the mouth of the South, uh, the fellow on ESPN who tells it like it is or tells it like he'd like it to be, ever, ever how you want to pigeonhole him. Uh, Paul Feinbaum is never shy about voicing his opinion on things that have happened and things that might be yet to come. Uh, with that in mind, uh, of course, I gave him a call because, uh, as you'll hear in my quick conversation with him, uh, seems like the buzzards are, have been circling Tuscaloosa for a week or so now with the shocking, I think I think shocking, more stunning was the uh, announced resignation, or excuse me, retirement big difference, announced retirement of Nick Saban and uh, threw a lot of things into a tizzy, including the roster before uh, Alabama settled on Kalen DeBoer as his next uh, coach, the man <laughs> who uh, bravely stepped up to follow maybe the greatest coach in college football history. I do I do believe that is the case just based on results, if nothing else. But, uh, you know, Alabama players were given the right to jump into the transfer portal over 30 days. Uh, from the moment uh, uh, Nick Saban re retired, and they have done that, and three of them have springboarded, more more like not really jump, but springboarded to Ohio State. I mean, uh, Seth McLaughlin, the center, starting center for Alabama this past season, Caleb Downs, maybe the best prospect the Southeastern Conference has seen in a while, definitely a great player uh, and is only budding right now. Caleb Downs safety has jumped out, has jumped to Ohio State. And then of course over the weekend, Julian Sayan, the talented number one ranked quarterback of the 2024 recruiting process, uh, who had signed with Alabama, went through bowl practices, a few bowl practices with Alabama, and was only about a week or two into his college career when suddenly Nick Saban was gone uh, and Julian Sayan decide, decided decided he's gone too. He's from Carlsbad, California. Uh, had a interview with his high school coach, uh, Dad McNeil, earlier this week. I'm sure you saw it. I'm sure you caught it. Interesting. But I wanted to get the mouth of the South's uh, uh, take on what's going on at Alabama, but also from his vantage point, what's going on at Ohio State, having maybe, in my opinion, one of the great Januaries of all time of any college football program, and uh, definitely in the realm of, uh, in the era of the Ryan Day era, Ryan Day needed to make some changes, uh, both roster wise and coaching wise, and he has done that uh, after the last two games of last regular season. Yeah, Ohio State went 11 and two, but lost its last two games. Didn't play for a Big Ten championship. Scored only three points against Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. Now he's got almost everybody who matters coming back on defense. An offense with, led by a Mecca Egbuka of returnees, and then. What he's done in the transfer portal is crazy with Will Howard uh, transferring at quarterback from uh, Kansas State to Ohio State. Uh, Quinshawn Judkins, maybe the best running back, one of the top three running backs for sure in the Southeastern Conference over the last two years, transferring up from Ole Miss. Uh, right on down the line, Ohio State has strengthens it, strengthened itself. So without further ado, let's get to my uh, quick conversation with one of my now, I call him a great friend because he's always been great to me, and I try to reciprocate. But uh, Paul Feinbaum, man, always a pleasure to welcome on the uh, – is it the mouth from the south? Do you have some other uh, nickname going for you, Paul Feinbaum, at this point? I mean, you're the, the all-seeing, all-knowing, the most quoted man in America. Which one do you prefer? 
Uh, you know, I, I'm good with all of them, Tim. If you could, uh, you know, just say that as many times as you would like. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna be calling your show a lot once I fully retire, man. I'm gonna have all kinds of. Yeah, you're the only guy I know that retired, and and I hear from you more now than when you were working. <laughs> exactly, but I tell you what, I like the one. I like the one I came up with when I sent you that note. I'm gonna be anguished and Aniston. That's gonna be my nickname on your show. Yeah, uh, in, uh, in case you folks have missed it, things are things aren't going that well in Tuscaloosa. I was going to say, you can spot Tuscaloosa now from afar by, by where the buzzards are circling. I mean, it's kind of an interesting, it is a moment in time, isn't it, from a, a, a national standpoint about what's going on with Alabama, right, Paul? Yeah, you know, Tim, we're old enough, uh, not that we're old, of course, yeah. um, to have lived through this already. Uh, beginning yeah. of my career and yours, uh, we watched the end of uh, Bryant. Now we're watching Saban uh, leaving, and uh, I, I thought it would be a, it would be a, interesting transition i didn't realize it would it would reach defcon one in about a week yeah but you know i, I mean i've always told people this you I know, I know you understand this i mean it took kirby smart to finally get georgia back together the way vince dooley had it you know what i mean from the standpoint of just not that other guys didn't come close but uh you know i remember bear bryant leaving and then ray perkins you know right on down the line people forget that big dearth between bear and per and uh and Gene Stallings and between Gene Stallings and Nick Saban. And uh, this is a real wake-up call for all those nouveau fans, right? Yeah, you know, I was there at the end of Bryant. Uh, so yep. from the end of Bryant in 82 to 2009, there was one national championship. Right. And only six since then. Yeah, yeah. So be careful what you wish for. Uh, I want to say this, though. You know, one, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the uh, teams that has benefited greatly, it looks like, from – the Alabama, I'm not going to call it collapse. We'll see where I think, I think uh, that coach there is, is big time. I mean, the guy from, from Washington did a hell of a job and uh, I think he will get it going, but it's going to, it's, it's funny now with the transfer portal at NIL, how quickly things can disassemble. Right. I mean, and I think Alabama is a great example of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know how many people were really even aware that, uh, that window open for 30 days. And I, I guess we are when it opens in late November or in December, but the fact that it opened uh, in, in mid January was a yeah. shock to the system. And um, I mean, Alabama's lost, <laughs> I've lost track, but the names when they start showing up like uh, Caleb Downs, who was a freshman, who was their best player last year, Kevin Steele said before the season, he will be the best player and in many ways he was. Yeah. And then you lose a guy like uh, Julian Sayan, who I've heard compared to Bryce Young uh, as, as an incoming freshman. And I, I know there's been a couple other guys left, but I yeah. haven't had to keep up with them. But, I mean, those two names were jaw oh, oh, one more guy, only the number one offensive line prospect from last year yeah. who started as a freshman. As a freshman. Caden Proctor, ladies and gentlemen. Caden Proctor is going to Iowa. Why, well, I don't wow. know. It's it, Yeah. It's funny how your dreams take you different places in the world these days uh, with the transfer portal. I wanted to ask you specifically, uh, uh, Ohio State, Ryan Day was backed into a corner, the way I call it, after that loss to Missouri. He scored three points. Uh, gloom and doom. Ohio State goes 11-2 for the second straight year. It's gloom and doom. I, you know, I saw where you commented uh, like a week or so ago about, uh, you know, Ryan Day, this is a – a kind of a moment in time for him. I'm just paraphrasing, but uh, you know, he's, he's on the hot seat as you, as you can tell, but I, man, he has come out of the corner. He and Ohio state have come out of the corner uh, throwing haymakers 
in, in January. I think you have to agree with that, right? The way they've restructured, yeah. rebuilt their roster and then add Bill O'Brien to it, et cetera. Just what's your take of what's happened at Ohio State over the last three weeks? Yeah, it's hard to imagine anybody having a worse November or December than Ryan Day, but uh, he, he's winning January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only guy's won more in January, I think, is Donald Trump. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, truly remarkable. Uh, and I, you know, I've always liked Ryan Day, but I, but you know, his losses to Michigan have gotten him in trouble. And I think that's fair to say. I don't, I don't really want to hear his record anymore. It's it's gaudy. Um, but it, I think it's he's finally he's finally gone to double digits in losses. I think Tim. But man, when you talk you talk about Judkins, uh, who was the best. Uh, Running back in the SEC a year ago, I, I, this year was a little weird at Ole Miss, and then you yep. get the yeah. Caleb Downs and and saying, I mean that that is uh, those are all world players, and and I I'm not I, I and I that's in addition to everything else he's already done, and I think he had the what the number two or three recruiting class right. in the last right. cycle. Right, it kind of it kind of got elevated with Julian saying uh, joined the club, and he was already practicing with Alabama, what in the bowl yeah. game, and uh, next thing you know, he's playing for Ohio State. But one of the lures there was Bill O'Brien, who he committed to along with Nick Saban. You know, right. all of a sudden he's at Ohio State now, and it's it's amazing the serendipity that's kind of going on. But like you said, you know, September through December upcoming will tell the tale, right? Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think a lot of things are happening, and I, and I'm, I don't know. I've seen some criticism, even Ohio State's uh, AD selection. I happen to like the guy, Ross Bjork. Not that that's important to what we're talking about here, but it could be. Yeah, uh, if, if this doesn't work out. But but I I, I mean I, I, I mean yeah, I said all those things about Ryan Day a week ago, and and then my jaw dropped about four times in the last week just to see what he has uh, done. Yeah. And, and and it's not only it's one thing to get these players. But Caleb Downs, to get him over Georgia is significant. Yeah. This is a guy who's uh, Kirby Smart uh, took to Tavarius Robinson, who was really his coach. It was his coach uh, right. at, at Alabama. And everyone assumed Caleb Downs was going there. And, and that was really – and there's some people in Georgia that are genuinely shocked by losing uh, that particular player. Yeah, and then Ohio State have, has all these guys coming back who could have gone to the NFL or applied for the NFL draft, et cetera. You know, J.T. Tuimolau, Jack Sawyer, Emeka Egbuka, right on down the line. I mean, Lathan Ransom. Uh, it's it's sometimes you, your biggest wins are keeping guys from leaving, right, and and are going to the NFL. And, and, and I, I don't think it's I don't think it takes any imagination to say Ohio State should be the preseason number one. Yeah, uh, I, mean, yeah. I, I know everybody looks for someone. Uh, that's mine. And, and by the way, you could say that a lot of years, uh, yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's remarkable. Uh, and, you know, while, while Jim Harbaugh continues to shuttle back and forth between Atlanta and San Diego, try, I don't know what he's trying to figure out. Uh, one thing he ought to figure out is I don't want to go back to Michigan and have to deal with Ohio state next year. Yeah. Ohio state and the NCAA. That's a double whammy. Uh, right. Hey, real quick. What's your, what, uh, before I ask you about Ross Bjork, what, what's your, what's your prediction or your forecast on Jim Harbaugh? Do you have one? What, well, I mean, there's a sense that he is gone, right? But until yeah. it happens, right? Uh, he has to be gone and because I don't want to see him anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I did this mea culpa the day after the Rose Bowl where I, you know, I said it was, I, I never, made a, never made a bigger mistake in my life. And I'll, I'll now add to that, uh, just for clarification, I, I said that on national television on Greenberg's uh, Get Up show. Yeah. Uh, I was sleep deprived. Um, I, I uh, got up early on uh, Sunday morning in Pasadena. I went to the game, uh, flew back overnight, didn't sleep, 
took a shower and did that show. And so whatever I said about Jim Harbaugh, I have no recollection of whatsoever. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way you sneak out of something. Uh, I, I, that's a that's a veteran move there, Paul. Hey, last thing, uh, Ross Bjork. What you you spoke of him earlier? Uh, what what is impressive about? Because you know there are a lot of people, uh, even on the high state side. I mean, we we a lot of us thought Pat Chun was a slam dunk guy from Washington State, who's been at Ohio State before, knows everything about the place, et cetera. But uh, Ted Carter, the new uh, president of Ohio State, has made, in my opinion, a fairly bold move bringing in Ross Bjork over a, for one of another term, a native son, you know, to Ohio state. But what, what stands out to you about Ross Bjork? He's smart. Uh, he's, he can be very calculating, uh, which is good if you're an AD in today's world. And yeah, listen, I've read the criticism of him and I'm not saying that Ross and I have never had problems with him, uh, yeah. but, but, but he's the kind of guy that will call you up and say, Hey, you were wrong about this. And, and then you can figure it out from there. Uh, he was at Ole Miss and I got to know him well and uh, got to know him even better at A&M. And, you know, when you walk in Texas A&M, that is a monster place. Yes. And you got to deal with all the old guard, the new guard. And he, he did a fairly good job. I mean, yeah, you you can say, well, he, he gave Jimbo Fisher an extension and had to pay him $75 million. Let me explain quickly. Uh, previous athletic director, Scott Woodward, went to LSU. He was going to hire Jimbo Fisher. And yeah. at the time, we didn't realize what a fraud Jimbo Fisher was. Uh, and Ross Bjork said, okay, I'm going to keep him. Uh, it's going to cost me a lot of money. Um, but we, we, he, he felt like I, I agreed with the decision at the time. It, it was pragmatic. It blew up in his face. It wasn't his money he had to pay. Um, and, you know, you, you know, you could fault him for that. But on the other hand, uh, he, he did it for the right reason. Uh, why any of these guys get these buyouts, I'll never know. But, uh, yeah, that, that was something that Ross Bjork was trying to preserve. At the time, it looked like Jimbo Fisher, fresh off the number one recruiting class in the country, was about to turn that program around. Yeah. And, and you know, Ross Bjork, at a place like Texas A&M, you kind of take orders, you know? I mean, uh, yeah. the movers and shakers wanted him and uh, wanted to keep him and stuff. I mean, like I said, uh, if you ever want to see something impressive, go instead of going to Texas A&M's impressive football stadium, go to Easterwood Airport there on game yeah. days and look at the jets parked. Uh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> the influence that people have at that place, right? Yeah. And you know, Texas A&M is always a school that that's trying to keep up with Texas, which right. is only the richest school in the country. And A&M is like the second or third richest. And so he, he there's not much he's going to deal with at Ohio state uh, that, that he hasn't dealt with. He's, he's got great experience. And I, mean, I like him. I, I, I know what people are saying. I read what Pat Forty said. Good for him. I was a columnist once. You got to find, you know, I mean, by the way, since Pat wrote that, I think SI's gone out of business. Yeah, ex exactly. Uh, dink? Uh, maybe not. Hey, last question for you. We'll get out of here on this. You talked about Ohio State. There's a good shot of them being number one. You know, there's a there's good reason for them possibly being number one in the preseason polls or whatever you we want to call these things. What is your what is sort of your top five at the moment? Do you think coming back? I mean, because Georgia's lost a lot of guys, man. And uh, you know, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that, that's here's the hard part of that. I, I'm still not sure who's playing for Alabama. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I I can't put Alabama in the top five. Uh, I mean, I I'd like Georgia, uh, Ohio State. Uh, I'm I mean, you'll have to help me on Michigan. It's hard to believe that they're no. still going to be. Yeah, uh, Michigan, they lost a quarterback. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, do I, will I ever believe in Penn State? No. Um, so I, I'll probably throw Texas in there. Yeah. Um, 
I might struggle to come up with a top five right now. Is Oregon, you know, they got two good quarterbacks in the, in the portal, you know, not the least of which was Dylan yeah. Gabriel from Oklahoma. Does that, you know, based on the way they played last year, that, that, I mean, the big 10 could have a couple of top yeah. five teams, right? Isn't that funny I, I to say the big 10 with you know, Oregon? <laughs> you know, keeping Dan Landing was maybe the most under uh, yeah. appreciated thing, but uh he couldn't leave. I'm told uh, that there was too much Nike money involved because I, I think he was the guy that everyone thought was going to Alabama. So, uh, I mean, the one thing I, I don't don't quote me on this. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm doing this live from the SEC headquarters, uh, the SEC network headquarters. There you go. But the Big Ten has become a really good league. Uh, and I'm impressed. I mean, it, it, easiest thing in the world for a good old Southern boy like me or you to make fun of the Big Ten. I mean, Iowa's still a joke. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they're just – but the fact that that, that the goofy uh, divisional thing's over with, we don't have to suffer through another Michigan uh, slash Ohio State-Iowa game uh, is good. Uh, and, and I think the Big Ten right now, it, you know, with its TV packages uh, and, and, the, and the four that they, they're taking in are, are really uh, – I mean, they're, they're, they're in the same category as the SEC right now. Hey, should it be changed real quick before you go? Should it be changed to the power two, the next two, and then the, the all you others? I mean, what should it what should yeah, be? Now, I'm sitting right now uh, about 14 miles from the ACC headquarters. I mean, I, I'm not sure what they're doing down there. Yeah. Uh, they're adding uh, Cal, Stanford, and SMU. That, that moves the needle. Yeah, um, that moves it. Yeah. Yeah, the Big 12 is okay, but, you know, Colorado's – not going to be that exciting for anybody and all the, the Arizona schools who, uh, who lost, Arizona lost a really good coach and Frisch. Yep. So I don't, I mean, I, I mean, there, there are two conferences that matter and, you know, really it's been that way for a while, except that the big 10 by through expansion has really caught up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the SEC didn't only, only took two uh, to year four, uh, but yeah, we'll catch up to you eventually. I got you. Ladies and gentlemen, the mouth from the South, Paul Feinbaum. I mean, uh, he always brings it no matter what. Paul, thanks for joining the Tim May Show again, my man. Oh, that's the name of the show? I didn't, yeah, I, that's the name of the show, the I, Tim I, May I, Show. Yeah, they right. reached out. Yeah. I give Urban my best. I will. You got it.